There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast in the world. This is the Smart Gators Filipinos podcast, the SGP podcast for y'all. The second episode of the, the week. second episode of the week, as we promised earlier this week. Yes, third day. Te- technically earlier this week. Technically. Yeah, you know. In the you know and we do, it, we do it at the tail end of the week. Yeah, we so, always record at the tail end yeah, of the we, week. Yeah, we always record at the tail end, but for this week we have to give you two episodes because uh, we are coming from a big weekend in Filipino wrestling in Revolution X. And then we are moving to another Pretty big weekend in Filipino wrestling with MWF's second show, Makiresting Magmatakot, at our alma mater. I mean, by you our, and Stan. myself and you Stan's and Stan. alma mater, UP Diliman. I mean, I ate there a lot. Yeah, you ate there a lot. But I okay. didn't, I wasn't there with you guys. Yeah, sure, but it, you at least have some sentimental attachment to it. Manglaris, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's the name? But uh, uh, that, counts. That, that counts. counts. that counts. That counts. That counts. Rodix, you want any Rodix? I did no matter. Oh, you play that counts. Like my my UP story, like my one and thing only UP story is that you know that shed that's by the circle. There are a lot of them. Okay, no, no. What are you talking big, about? Okay, you know each house. No, no, no. Um, there's that one thing right across the engineering building. Okay. I used to have drum practice with a really loud um drum group there for about a year. Shed in front. Engineering building on the loop. Yeah, the oval. It's called oval, the oval. oval. Sorry, see, I don't know these things. <laughs> All right, together. No, it's fine. And, and, and you, were in, you have, have been memories. inside. You have, have been memories. inside. You're, and I yeah, actually yeah. know where things are. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's, that, that counts. That counts. Because most people, or some people, don't even. A lot of Athenians don't, don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They probably just go there to. Not even, no, not even to Paseros. Mm, thesis. You said Paseros or Thesis. Thesis. Like, 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 See, see, that, that counts. I did that. That counts. And now there's, um, you know, SE isn't there anymore. <laughs> yeah, it just fucking burned down. <laughs> okay, so at this point, you know, if you guys are excited about this show, there are so you should many be. things. You should be. It's the first real show in UP. It, yeah, it, it, it proves a- that we can run wrestling shows at our alma mater. Because UP is so open-minded about these things. Yes, I would hope as so. As opposed to other venues, looking at you. Looking at you who? Looking at you, Ateneo. Oh, okay. Looking at you, Ateneo. Oh, because that's it, no. Because it's not immoral. immoral. Eh. Not immoral. More of just the the logistics of putting on a show and godly. parking. Okay. All right, fine. No, there's no godliness here. No, it's Ateneo. There's no need for for uh, religious slant. Okay, fine. All right, all right. Even right, though wrestling so, is our religion. Yeah, yeah. So we have Commissioner Mike Shanner. Mike Shanner. Mike Shanner. <laughs> I'm thinking about his his shoot name. Mike Shanner. Mike Shanner. No, Commissioner Mike Shannon of MWF right here as our second uh, podcast guest of the week. 
He's here to talk about MWF2 this Sunday and you know a little bit of the his take of uh, Philippine wrestling history, the ones that he experienced at least, and the, his take on MWF's history and their progression. Yeah, and their progression because, because you know up to this point, it's been what a year and a half at this point. Yeah. There's a lot that can squeeze in a year yeah, and a half. Yeah, yeah. There's there so much that actually happened for MWF. And I would have to say personally that I'm impressed at how far it has gone. I am Especially, uh, you know, from what we thought of them this time last year. Yeah, this time last year, they had, what, a show and a half under their belt? Already? Uh, by May? Yeah, I think by so. May, yeah. yeah, or at least one show. One show. One full show. Yeah, yeah one then, full show. That way, yeah, yeah. One, one show, full show by now. One show by now. And then now they've gone through a full rebrand. They've reset. They've basically it was re- full rebrand. You know, people are still there. Yeah, it's, no, it's I mean, just like you know, a slight, you know, a slight redirection of their priorities and goals. And new management. Yeah, and new management, new management as well, which he does talk about a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Shepard Mike Shannon also talks about his, you know, his his time in in the beginning of local wrestling, as you all probably already know by now, Origin from all the stories. different sources <laughs> that have come out, not incl- you know, not just this podcast, but also other sources. And WF Insider Blog. Exactly, exactly. There's that too. So, uh, okay, this is the part where we usually talk to you about um, the wrestling world at large. But at this point, I, was, uh, I find it hard to talk about WWE. I watch SmackDown every week. I try to wa- Obviously, I watch 205 Live every week. It's I watch NXT bright, every week. NXT every week. It's uh, two hundred five lives. The only bright spot of the NXT is a big bright. Spot. Yeah, yeah, NXT as well. But I mean, the fact that these two are still the brightest spots, especially after such a huge WrestleMania, uh, you'd you can, think you'd think yeah, you would have done something more by now. Mm-hmm. You would think that uh, we would be so much hyped by now, but you know, so many no things have killed it and. Uh, we watch it, but it's, I don't. It's, I don't feel compelled enough to talk to you about it right now. There's so much fatigue. There is so much fatigue. There is so me. much fatigue. Like just pure wrestling fatigue. As a Filipino fan, if you are accessing the local scene, you are trying to keep up with everything and watching everything live. Like if you go back to the Greatest Royal Rumble, which sure. is almost what three weeks behind us, almost a month. Almost, now? A, I think it's a month. Yeah. It's a month now. It's a month now. It is fucking been exhausting. Yeah, month. yeah, it is. It is. And to think that there are rumors Did you know Camus Did you know Which rumors sir Did you know That because the pay-per-views now Are co-branded Yes Did you know that They are gonna be more than three hours Yes I, I saw that on Yes the yes No I was, it was a rhetorical question <laughs> So for those of you who don't know There are rumors to make it uh, At least for or Around four hours For the main show But um, uh-huh. if you count before the, the main show And the pre-show the kickoff show that's already that's four, already four. But so now, for now we're now looking at what at least five, five hours oh god backlash was three and a half oh god now we're and, looking and at four hours so hard to watch. yeah yeah backlash is so hard to watch and now we're looking I'm at four that. hours why are you doing this to us yeah, yeah, no. why you gotta do this the to fact us? that you know the fact that the, the, the roster is good it's pretty deep but the storylines around them are, are so thin thin and not so compelling it's gonna be much more a chore now to watch And it's, it also boils down to the fact that How many times can you see Shinsuke Nakamura Not shot AJ Styles That is true even, even though we are big fans of Shinsuke Nakamura And AJ Styles And AJ Styles he, he, You even imagine that we could say these about Two of the best wrestlers in the world at the, at the moment So for because of that Because of all this fatigue that we're experiencing With the, with the WWE product The main WWE product um, I don't feel compelled to talk about it as well I'm just I'm just Jonesing to go straight to our interview with MWF Commissioner Mike Shannon. Yeah, and 
you know, that's. I mean, we'll get to that in a sec. But I just do have to say, mm-hmm. if any of you are looking for an alternative to watch, Battle of the Super Juniors is ongoing. Oh yeah, that's true. There's for, that in you know, NGVW. Uh, there's 205 Live. 205 Live, and you NXT. know, there's always good wrestling out there. You just yeah. have to find mm-hmm. it. It's so sad now. The the most mainstream wrestling in the world is not much to write home about at the moment. Yeah, it's sad. Well, oh really. Let's right. go on to better things. Yeah, let's go on to better things. Uh, I'm sure you're, you're already having some fatigue of the SUV podcast. We, this is our second episode after all. Uh, you might have finished going through the the monumental Revolution X review with Kel Fabi. So we won't you know, keep you any I'm longer. I'm still tired from that. Yeah, I know. It, 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 was, a tiring, it was a tiring recording. You, at, by this time yesterday, we were only beginning. We only just began. Right. So, <laughs> losing my mind. Yeah, yeah before Kamas uh, gets into that haunted hotel room in his mind, uh, let's just get right on with Commissioner Mike Shannon. Here's the interview. Coming at ya. All right, so this is the interview that we promised you from yesterday's episode that we had a uh, PWR Revolution X review. Now we are shifting gears, if you will. Very another, literally. Very yeah, literally. To another show in the local scene uh, to promote. I mean, here in order to promote their next show upcoming this Sunday, MWF2 Makadesting Vogmatahot. It's MWF Commissioner Mike Shannon. What's up, Mike? Hi everyone, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, and yeah, welcome to the podcast. And welcome to the podcast. I I have to stop myself from from keep from saying PWR. Not because of your former association with PWR. It's just because you know, Forced so, habit. I'm yeah. so used this, to this having PWR guys. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I mean. Eventually, I'll get used to it once we have more of the MWF roster on the show. But yeah, how are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good. Um, busy, sleepless, stressed, caffeinated, stressed caffeinated because of the show. <laughs> because of the show, because of work, just a normal day for me. Okay. So uh, first things first, before we talk about the show, I want to ask: What is the role or the the task, the job description of the MWF commissioner? The MWF commissioner is basically there to oversee everything going on in the Manilaverse. Manilaverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manilaverse. Basically, my job there is to keep the peace. Um, as everyone knows, there are times in which things go out of line, uh, which happens frequently. Looking at you, Coach Gus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my CFO, goodness. by the way. Um, my biggest headache, Coach yeah, Gus. Yes. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the show now. Um, this is the first show that's going to be set in UP, UP Diliman. This is the second show second in Canon. Yeah, second show. Yeah, sorry. First show in Canon, second show ever in UP Diliman. How important is it that UP be a recurring venue, at least, for MWF shows? I think it's fairly important. Um, we did our open house uh, last February at mm-hmm. UP. And the crowd in UP was just phenomenal. Right, right. Like, we just love that UP crowd so much. Because what's nice about it is that you have that mix of hardcore fans, people mm-hmm. who followed us from MCS. Right, right. And you also have the casuals who are there also. Yeah. And to see the way the casuals just really react to the product and everything going on there, 
it it makes things really really intense and really interesting and i think moving forward we're really looking at building an audience around that area that area they're a very passionate very vocal crowd and we just love that that's going to be home base yeah it it does kind of seem like home base because uh the first show um and we have one cast one was in the area as well so i get what you're trying to do here um is it safe to say that you're not, or I don't know, are you guys not coming back to the more south of Manila? Let's see what the future brings. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, so the main event for uh, P. Uh, P- <laughs> sorry, go. Here I'm you so go. Sorry. Sorry. Here you go. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. I didn't I, mean to. I should put a logo. Yeah, I know. I know. No, no, no. It's fine. No, the the, the main event for MWF two is a first round match. For the MWF Championship that is yet to be revealed, unveiled, and all right. Here's my thing: Why are we putting uh, Robin Sane and Mr. Lucha? Why is this the bracket? Two sir? of your most recognizable stars at the very as a very first match of the bracket. What's what is going on here? Is there a bracket also? Because no, Alepa, we don't know everything else. We will reveal the bracket in time. Okay. A lot sooner than people uh, imagine. Um, the reason for putting these two up uh, on the top, you know, the Manila Wrestling Federation was built on Robin Sane and Mr. Lucha. Yeah. They are the cornerstones, of, the cornerstones of our promotion. And aside from that, I want people to come into this championship tournament not knowing what to expect. Okay, okay. I really want to, to, to build... Uh, a journey, a long, hard fought journey to the title. Okay. Where no one can really expect what's going to happen. But damn, this is like a finals matchup. Yeah, this in is the first round. This is this is basically Johnny Gargano, Champa. Yeah, yeah. No, at of, this of point, the cruiserweight champion, uh, cruiserweight, cruiserweight classic. classic, and then you just look at it, you're like, well, well shit, sir. Well shit. <laughs> damn, we are going all out. <laughs> so okay, how long do you? Th- I know you guys have said that. Yeah, this is just one first round match. This is one so, first round so match. So when are the other first round matches going to go on, 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 on your shows? The next uh, the next set of first round matches will most likely happen at the show after this. So three. three on MWF3. And we're going to basically be sustaining the championship tournament until we hit Nacho Buena on December. Wow, oh, so it's Nacho Buena again. So mm-hmm. it's like Nacho Buena 2. Interesting. Nacho Buena, it's going to be numbered and then Nacho Buena 2. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Let me, let me just pull up the rest of the card of, of MWF2 right here. I believe it's in your page. It is. So, okay. I just see pictures of Rex Lawin. Well, there's that. <laughs> I want to ask. Go on, Gamos. Because one of, the, one of the matches that we knew about coming out of um, Cast 1 was... The pillow fight. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you please enlighten us? Why? Number one, why, and number two, what the logistics of putting on a pillow fight match entail? Because <laughs> is this is this is it one fall to a finish? Is it you have to make them submit using a pillow? These things because we haven't seen a pillow fight in like contemporary wrestling in a long time. So ever, if I'm not mistaken, do enlighten us, sir. Well, the pillow fight was largely 
Mr. Lucha's idea because he's really coming in there wanting to send a message to Kyle Season and Ashera. His kids. His kids. Because again, you know, you know, we all know how young wrestlers are. They're they're hungry, they're ambitious, they really want to prove themselves. So it's it's also a case in which if you can prove yourself in a normal wrestling match, whether it's a singles contest or a tag team match, mm-hmm. what more from a pillow fight? Um and also, so these are the workings of Lucha's mind. Mm. And he, also, it, it's a case in which, you know, we really make sure that, uh, especially when it comes to uh, booking and everything else, we want people to leave seeing a good show, okay. and seeing yeah. really good wrestling in the most unexpected ways. Okay, so that's in the, a bit of the booking philosophy mm-hmm. that you're already, yeah, yeah, you've sort of set up. Okay, so. Uh, we have here, uh, we cover the pillow fight, we cover the main event, and then we also have uh, a tag team match with, with, with the team of Richards and Silva. Beowulfs. 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 Yeah, sorry, Beowulfs, because they're not Bills, Beowulfs in this poster. Versus. I mean, it's, it's, it's just people on the internet calling Ninja Eugen and Morgan Vaughn, who is, you know, controlling the mind, if you will. Of Ninja Ryujin. What is up with that? Yeah, what, where is that going? <laughs> Kaya. Well, let's see. From my vantage point, I really love the match that they had at Kasai Saiyan. Oh, that was fun. It was, it was a fun. really, really good match. So I'm curious to see what they can do together. Okay. And as we've already seen so far, Morgan Vaughn is very interested to see where this can go. He's very opportunistic. And also, you know, given the styles, um, the combined styles of Ninja Ryujin and Morgan Vaughn, mm-hmm. I think that's actually a very interesting challenge for the Beowulfs mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. And then the other tag team match on the card, uh, Fabio Mahisig and Gig Striker, which is a strange choice as well for a team, knowing that they have fought History. each other in the past. Yes. And John Marliwanag. And the mystery lady, a ghost who is not Moises Iwanag. Unnamed ghost who is not Moises. (laughs) What is up with that? A ghost. I I just have to say, you have actually booked a non-entity. A a non-living entity. Non-living entity for a match. How can we guarantee that this ghost will appear? I'm fairly certain she's going to be there. And you know what? I, I love Fabio McKissig. He he is very endearing to my heart. Um, he's a big boy. Okay, he can he can. Take he shouldn't care of be this scared about. Yeah, he shouldn't. I but mean, you are in UP. There is that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. No, you, you know. Yeah, ghost stories. Ghost sure. stories at night. Sure. Okay. As an Ateneo boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, anyway. Um, I know. I know the stories. That's. Uh, the other match on the card that's announced is a Dilemma Street Fight. Speaking of UP, yes. Dilemma Street Fight between RG and Gus Creed. We're finally <coughs> seeing the debut, the in-ring debut of Coach of Gus. Gus. Coach Gus Green. We have finally arrived at this point. <laughs> How excited are you to see <laughs> Gus's ass kicked in the Why ring? Why the evil laugh? Because he has history. I know, I know he does. Gus. I know he does. But then, like, do we have to go the maniacal route with this? You know, why did you book this? <laughs> it's Gus had it coming. Okay, especially given what had happened in Level Up yes. with Gus, UP, and Rex Lawin. It's only fitting that upon our return to UP, 
we give the UB audience something that they've really, really wanted. Oh, I, I, I really want to see as well. We have wanted to see Coach Gus debut. But I'm, I'm worried about RG. That's my thing. Oh, RG will be fine. Because I know he's he, a big boy. He's, yeah, a, he's big a big boy. boy. He's a big boy. He's a UP boy. UP boys, you know, can hold their own. But coming from the last, you know, I, I, I don't know. It wasn't really a match. It was it segment. Was, it was, oh, it was, uh, no, it was, uh, uh-huh. It was some. It was, it was action. Action. It was the, action. The last, the last action scene that he was involved in. I worry about RG, and I like the guy, but why him? Why not RG? I mean, you if you if you put if you put Frankie Thirteen in a cast, I think he might be able to hold his own too. He, <laughs> you know, he he most likely would, but I think especially given what. What had happened in Level Up? Yeah, and how um, Gus Queens really, really went out of his way to insult and antagonize the UP audience. Yeah. It's only fitting that RG gets this honor. And, and take note: a lot of people in the Manilaverse yes. have wanted to get their hands on Coach Gus for quite a that's while. True, now. That's yes. true. That's true. I, I, I would seem like that everyone would, outside of the case. Yes. There's there's a long line of people who've wanted this opportunity, and given the circumstances and given where we're going, it it, it only seems right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We've talked about all the show, on all the matches on the card on the show. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, Commissioner Mike. Now that MWF is gaining even more momentum after its first year of existence, uh, you guys are seem to be headed into somewhere that's really good. It's a really good place. Uh, MWF has changed drastically, if you will, since we first saw them last year. Since we first saw you guys last year, do you ever imagine? Uh, starting out in the wrestling business here, would you ever imagine you'd still be at this point? You know, um, I will say being here at this level, it's almost like a dream come true. Mm-hmm. It, it really is almost like a dream come true. I mean, there there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of stress involved in it, but it it's ultimately a dream come true because we had to go through so much yes. in order to get here and well everyone yeah everyone, everyone. To get to get to 2018 and you know i think you know at, at least on our end you know there was a time when even getting a chance to work in a ring yeah. any ring seemed like you know a pipe dream it, yeah. it seemed like it wouldn't happen so it it's really like a dream come true. It's like um, when we had our first when we did the, the level up. I I got to the venue pretty early that day, and that was the first time I had seen the ring right in front of me. Okay, and you know I'm I'm standing there. The ring's in front of me. Every everything set up, save for the for the for the apron curtains, and I just had like this rush in my head of like. All the different things we had to go through, all the different gyms that had kicked us out, all those, you know, different times where we thought we would never even be there. Like, I didn't even, I I couldn't get into the ring. Mm -hmm. Lucha had to push me to go inside the ring. (laughs) Why? Because it it, it, it was there. Okay. that that dream was was right in front of me. Okay. It took a while for all of those things to... You were still processing it. Yeah. Yeah. 
it happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can sense that there's a story uh, waiting to get out of you. So this is tell that story. Ask <laughs> you to tell that story. Uh, what ha- I, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people are dying to know. You covered it a bit, I guess, um, on the MWF site on the on the blog, right? Mm-hmm. Insider blog. Yeah, the insider blog. But I I guess some people would still want to know your your take, um, your your live in the flesh take of it. Mm-hmm. What happened to you after you got kicked out of PWR? Um, it involves a little bit of a of a backtrack, um. Because, yeah, there's that infamous Wendy's meeting yeah, that yeah, right, uh, right. William had co- covered in his blog. Um, I had gone into that meeting kind of feeling like I was going to be put in front of a firing squad. Right. So I already knew whatever happened. It was, the, the separation was going, was going to come one way or another. Um, so I had made it very clear during that meeting, look, whatever happens to me after this, whether I stick around, which I did for, for a while, for a while, yeah, maybe a yeah. month and a half, yeah. whatever happens to me after this, I'm still going to try to make wrestling my own path yeah. through wrestling, whether it was developing another promotion, mm-hmm. Which I talked briefly about with um, with Draven Sloan at the time. Sure. When all this stuff was happening. Sure. Um, and I, I made it very clear in that meeting. It's either I'm going to find work in wrestling or I'm going to start the promotion. And if anyone wants to come with me... Join us for the ride. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pretty, but... <laughs> it's it's going to be, it's it's gonna gonna be, be yours. Yeah. And how long did it take for you guys to get that kind of momentum? Uh, the, the kind of momentum, I guess, that you need in order to, to proceed with actually setting up a show and then, you know, doing everything you could mm-hmm. to, to have at least one show. The f- I, I guess the, the first place I'd have to pinpoint any of that was uh, the first HistoryCon. HistoryCon 2002. Yeah. yeah. Because that was also our chance after like training for so long in, in different gyms, in in crash pads, in Ninja Academy. Academy. Yeah, it was our first time to really see it all put together. Put together. Okay. Um, and you know we were lucky because you know we had the guys from SBW, yeah, yeah. Eurasian Dragon, Eurasian and Dragon, Andrew Tang, Tang. Yeah. Siberian, Alexis Lee. We also had TNT come down yeah, during the first yeah. day mm-hmm. um all that it it just all came together so miraculously and like even then when we were in history con and again no one really we didn't really expect people to pay attention to us sure uh, although we had found out later on that during the weekend the most the one feature with the most foot traffic Happened to be the MWF wrestling right, shows right. that we were doing, mm-hmm. doing then, and e- even then it was it still felt like a dream come true because we had to go through so, so many much. hoops and bounds before you could get the history card. Yeah, like on the floor, we're ready to do this. We're ready to perform. Mm-hmm. And even then, like there was so much stuff that we learned getting out of history card. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Okay. What, what, yeah. What was the gap between History Con and the first MCS show? Again? It was about. Sorry, I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Probably yeah. eight or nine months. Okay. Nine months. Was it nine, nine months? months? Okay. Okay. All right. So, and then, how did you end up? Deciding that okay, it's time for uh, we're ready. It's time for us to uh, we learn the lessons from history con. Then it's time for us to start promoting our own shows, uh, you know, standalone shows. Yeah. We always knew that we were gonna get to MCS. Okay, Pardon, that was the end point. That was the end point of, of that whole period, um, especially once you guys you know went over to I Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we knew that at least. That was already... That venue was there. Yeah, that was there. That was... Available. Available. We could go in there without any problems or... Or schedule overlaps. Yeah, or weird overlaps. Um, it, it was mostly a case in which, you know, we before HistoryCon, we had did our, our little teaser video. Um, then we did HistoryCon. So a lot of people had already heard about us. Mm. Um, everyone knew that one way or another it was coming. Okay. That you were going to have a show. Yeah. And for us, it was also a case in which, okay, it's, it's, it's game time. It's either put up or shut up mm-hmm. because we've teased this for about a year to this point. Mm-hmm. We have to go through with it. We, we have to do it. All right. What were your lessons now from your first year? Like if you could, if you could bullet point them. From us, after because the first year, you know, you, when you get oh, wait, before, review, before we talk about the lesson, I want to ask uh, who made the call, by the way, to kind of retcon the first year and then like rebrand this year, 2018, or and all the shows that you run in this year as the real, if you will. I, I, I don't know, I don't know because it, okay, it's, like, the, it's the feel I'm getting, the Bahamas. It's, it's like, it's like yeah. now is the real. Is the real run? Because you had and then last, last like last year was like a whole pilot episode. Like it's, it's community kind of what I feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like community. So who who, who made that decision yeah. and who pulled that trigger? Like at that point, because you you did three shows. We did four. No MCS Wait, shows. MCS, MCS shows. Yeah. Wait, I think we did around four or five. Five, 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 yeah. five MCS shows. Five MCS shows. Five MCS shows before we were like. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and and and, re- and, and then the rebrand happens. Yeah, it, it feels like a rebrand this year. So yeah, who, who made that call and why? Management. Okay, management. Um, and I I like the idea, like the mo- the moment it, it was pitched over to us. <laughs> yeah, because this gave us a chance to at least we already had everything established, but we could also kind of play around with it in a clean slate, cleaner slate, in a yeah. cleaner slate, which. For me, on a on on different levels, even on a on a booking level, I thought was necessary. Mm. So it's how so? Yeah, uh, if if I may ask, you know, with MCS, we had an overarching goal booking wise okay. with what we were yeah. going to do in MCS. There was a goal and an X number of shows, but along the way, by the time we got to Nochebuena, mm-hmm. December. The, I won't say the goals had changed, but things happened along the way. Okay. That kind of prevented us from being where we had wanted to be okay. by the time we got to December. Right. Okay. Um, we had like different things, you know, going on. 
that's also one of the reasons why uh, Balik Bayan and Ochebuena ended up being on back-to-back months. Okay, yeah. okay. Because we had all these... We, we, had, we had things in the works. We, we had things in the works to build. Hoholun? <laughs> that was... That right. was more of the cherry on top. Okay, yeah. okay. That was more of the cherry on top. Just because it's fair. Let the story. There were just things that we, we started exploring mm-hmm. and looking into. I'm not really going to get into, into them. The sure, sure, sure. But it had sort of delayed and kind of... Not delayed. It basically shifted our course. Okay. okay. So... Things had to be done. All right, all right. So, okay, let's go back to my question then from earlier. What are the most important lessons that you learned from 2017, your first year? Our first year. Our baptism of fire. <laughs> yes, if you will. You guys made it out just fine, though. We did. That, yeah, I, I, there's like, there's nothing. There's nothing to be really disappointed from because, like, I enjoyed. I, I was at three shows. I was mm-hmm. at three of those five shows, and I had a good time. Like I can say that. I'm glad. Um, hmm. You know, I, I will say having resources now that we didn't have last year mm-hmm. is definitely one of the biggest game changers. Yeah, because it came to a point where we were. We were at the mercy of what was put in front of us. Okay, that's true. Mm. We were at the mercy of what was put in front of us. So no matter how much preparation mm-hmm. you put, the, you we, put we behind put, the science, yeah, it it would just get get thrown out of the water. Like, okay, um, I'll share this. Okay, uh, on the day of Nacha Buena, um, I had wanted to do because we were all gonna we were consequences. Universe Destiny, <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Mercury retrograde. <laughs> For whatever reason, we were running in. We were going into Nochebuena on a very, very tight ship. Right. Okay. We were going into it on a very tight ship. Um, so my plan was to be there at eight o'clock, right when the door opened, and start setting up. Okay. So at least we had a time to, you know, to do some Go technical through everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, just play around with things. Okay. When we got there, the ring was disassembled. Oh, Ooh, okay. Shit. As in, you know, they, to... they put it up every morning or every yeah. day. Yeah. Um, the ring was disassembled because there was a party in the venue the night Ooh. before. Oh. There are parties in MCS Arena. <laughs> well, Who would have thought? It, it's an open venue. Yeah. Okay. Anyone, you, can, you can book it. You Who would have thought? Party. Any, right. Anyone could have gone in there. If, if I wanted to book a rock and roll show. Sure, sure. I could, well, back then, before it became SSS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, countless. So, and it, the whole place was a mess. Mm-hmm. So, we had to deal with the cleanup. While you guys cleaned up. We did a b- uh, good chunk of the cleanup okay. until some of the handlers came over Finally. and helped us out. But Ouch. by the time everything was set up, yeah. we had lost two hours. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of your prep time. Of yeah, your, of your prep ideal time. prep time. We had lost two hours. And then... Uh, on top of that, the sound system had gotten there late. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to get there maybe 11. They weren't there until 1. Mm-hmm. So it was really a case in which... <sighs> Wing it. Yeah, we just, we, just, we just have to go. We, we just have to go do it. Mm-hmm. 
So, I really think that's my real key takeaway. Because we, we weren't able to have, you know, certain structures in place. We weren't able to have the resources in place. The, they weren't available to you back then. Yeah. yeah. And we really tried to to make the most out of what we had. You make it work. Yeah. You make the, it work. The Cinema Square shows, it really had that ECW mentality. Yeah, yeah that DIY. Yeah. Even, even the old PWR shows at MCS, I would say. Very ECW. Yeah. Mm. But I think that's good because, you know, I think they relocated now. And the ring, the arena, the boxing place. Yeah, I had heard that they had relocated. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm happy that it relocated because at least it, it gives room for other people who want to try it out for themselves. The chance to learn the lessons, the chance to... Because <laughs> there's a bunch of things you're not going to learn until you're... Right there in the trench, just taking hit after hit after hit. So I think it's really important for anyone, for anyone who who wants to do this on their own. It's a great venue for people to start out in. Right. On that note, I want to ask: uh, by the time you guys had your first show, PWR, I'm just gonna have to say, PWR was already at a head start. Mm-hmm. It was already what three, almost three years into existence so they had that experience so how did you guys feel when uh, people would compare and criticize MWF to the more experienced guys in PWR because um, pretty much everyone except for Robin Sane in MWF was new to the game in, in a matter of speaking like how did you deal with that by the way as uh, one of the core figures of mm-hmm. your company you know I, I figure, you know, whatever people are saying about us, at least they're talking about us. We're in the conversation. <laughs> right, right. So, well, you know, on one hand, you know, and this goes out for other members of the roster because they were in PWR at the same time as Robin Sane. Sure, Not in sure. a prolific yes. level, but more on you a were training there. level. Yeah, yeah, okay. right. You were there working the same style that he was learning mm. also. So, a lot of people also got the same training he did at mm-hmm. a, at at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's on one hand I can get it uh-huh. from the point of view of an audience. I I can totally understand it. From my point of view, it was a case in which, you know, I'm we're just going I'm just going to push along. There's the only thing I can really do, the only thing we can really do on our efforts it's just to put out a good product. So when people talk about us or talk about an MWF show, they, they they could say good things. They could say, hey, you know, I saw this, this and this happen at a MWF show. I mm-hmm. saw this and that happen at a show. Sure, sure. And it's also, I think, like, I, by the time you guys hit, like, the third show, the branding really took over. Because mm-hmm. people could start differentiating. It's not like, oh, it's another local promotion oh and then it became oh it's MWF show so how do you guys like I, I mean you as commissioner and you know you do a lot more than just you know you're on screen you're very much involved behind the scenes how do you make sure that the MWF branding sticks with people like for in any aspect that you want to discuss I think again it also goes into the kind of shows that we produce yes and the kind of matches that we have over at at MWF, 
I think those two things in particular, and when you combine it with a very pop culture, colorful roster that we have going on, I think those factors are enough alone to eventually really cement the brands to people's minds. Because at least, like what you mentioned, by the time we got to that third show, people already had an idea of what to expect from MWF. Yeah. They already knew exactly what we were going for in terms of our presentation, in terms of our wrestlers, in terms of the matches that we were having. Okay. All right. So, okay, if you were to ask anyone listening right now who still hasn't been to an MWF show, whether it was last year or, you know, still now, in this current Mm -hmm. incarnation... How would you, or you know, talk to them now and hook them on to your next show, MWF Two? I mean, it doesn't have to be the exact pitch yeah. that you yeah, guys no, are. Yeah, no, 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 no. You know, again, it's a case in which you know, uh, yeah, I've said this a couple of times. Take no offense; it's just my personal opinions on the matter. I personally think MWF is the greatest wrestling promotion on the planet, um, and. As much as possible, we try to take our audience through a journey where for two, three hours, they can really experience all those things at its finest. Mm-hmm. You know, we, uh, we try to have some of the best athletic wrestling you can find. And I think we, we've been really been able to showcase that with a lot of the matches that we've had over so far, the last yeah. year. We've, we've really been able to, to, to get that out there. We, because of like the, the yep theater background of yes. guys like William and Tarek, we could really bring the entire Maniliverse into greater heights now. Mm-hmm. So people can really come to a show and really experience the best of both worlds. I would go so far as to say that Manila Wrestling Federation is sports entertainment idealized. It's okay. sports entertainment mm-hmm. at its finest. Okay. So we will expect to be sports entertained. Yes. When we go, when you go to an MWF show, yes. Coach Ma, Coach, <laughs> wow, no, Coach Gus, Coach, Ma- yeah, Coach, Commissioner, Commissioner Mike. Mike, begins with a C. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> there is that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, where can the people find you, and what, which accounts should they be following? All right, um, you can find us on Facebook. We are Manila Wrestling Federation MWF. Uh, we are also on Twitter and Instagram at MWF Insider. And while you're there, do check out the MWF Insider blog. That's, Which is going up and running. Yeah, that's where... Yeah, that's where all the scoop is. That's where, yeah, we, we post up a lot of... A lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Smart Henry Grapevine level stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need, you don't need our site for that. You, 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 you expose your own dirt. Yeah, I mean... If you will. You know... I'll uh, I'll comment on that. Um, uh, <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, no. No, it's not, it's not yeah, it's fine. no. I mean, we're we're talking about it anyway. Yeah. The 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 MWF Insider blog. One of the the best things about it is that again, it's it's no secret that shit happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There, there was history. Yeah, there, there Absolutely. History. Yeah. Like it, it makes the 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 scene more flavorful. It actually does. And I think it's a great way for us to be able to tell our stories. Because you also take to the uh, idea that for a lot of guys, they haven't had a chance to really share their side of the stories right, right, up right. until fairly recently. Yes. So it's a, it's a chance for us to share 
share our side of history from how we experienced it at the time and also share our thoughts on, on wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, we just we all love wrestling here and we just want to be We're able all to fans. Mark, we're, we're all, all fans. fans. And we just want to mark out again. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes that goes away. It and it comes and goes. It, it comes, comes and goes. goes. Like I say this so many times, so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all. I'm almost like a broken record. Sure. <laughs> um, Eurasian Dragon told me before. When you're when you're in re- uh, pro wrestling is such an esoteric form of entertainment. Yes, it is. Y- that and you go through more bad than you go through good. But when you finally get to the good. It's really good. It's oh, really yeah, it's good. super good. It, it makes really good. everything worth it. It makes everything absolutely worth it. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, that's, a nice, that's a nice. That is a nice, a nice way, way to end. Commissioner end. Mike. No, 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 that's not ending yet. Just right. No, no, yes, no, yes. Invite the people one last time to MWF two this Sunday. All right, everyone. This is Commissioner Mike <laughs> Shannon from the Manila Wrestling Federation. I am coming to you here for the first time ever at. The SPG Podcast. SPG! Oh, sorry. It's Mark Gilles Philippine. SGP Podcast. It's fine. It's okay. We've all made mistakes yeah, on this. Yeah, you slipped up my name. It's all good. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, so, anyway, the Manila Wrestling Federation returns to UP. This time we are coming to the Bahay Nang Alumni. Yes! On Sunday. TBA. May 27th, 2018. That, that is this Sunday for MWF2 Maki Wrestling Wagmatakot. Yes! The main event is going to have Robin Sane versus Mr. Lucha at the first round of the MWF Championship Tournament. This is going to set the ground for everything that is going to come this year. It's going to yes. be a main event for the ages. You guys aren't going to want to miss it, and I'm I hyped. hope to see you all there. Tickets start at two ninety nine. I am hyped. Thank you, Commissioner Mike. Thanks for we having will, me. We will Thank see you, so you on much. Sunday. Thank you so much. We will see you on Sunday you on at Sunday. my alma mater. Alright, thank you so much, MWF Commissioner Mike Shannon. Thank I got you again. all of that right. This time. This time. First time. Yeah, uh, I, you have to drop his name again. Okay, all right. Thank you, Carlos. I, I got the idea. I got the idea. MWF Commissioner Mike Shannon. I got it right again. There right. you go. So, uh, we'll see you all at the UP Diliman Bayan ng Alumni for MWF 2 Maki Wrestling Wag Matakot. And that's yes. such a great name, by the way. And it props, I mean, as long props as it is. to the person who came up with that, coming up you know, with our with our college identity and you know making it fit in that yeah in the wrestling context yeah. I am much more excited for the show and you know just I'm really hyped as it is are you going to be wearing your PE shirt when uh, you I don't I don't think Do I have, have it one? I, don't, I don't I think it's somewhere at home my PE shirt <laughs> uh, I don't think it fits me anymore oh wow yeah because you, you got I got jacked yes you got jacked yes sir. indeed anyway <laughs> uh, before we end this episode of the podcast we didn't do this last night but here are our picks of the week. Thomas, you go first. Oh, my God. Kushida, Marty Skrull, Battle of the Super Juniors. Catch it if you can. Because the thing with BOSJ is that it goes on for so long. There's so many gems. But to see a Romero special put on Kushida and to have him rolled around by Marty Skrull, I am I'm in awe with what this man can do. All right. All right. It's so much fun. Like, it's so much fun watching Marty work. And even though Kushida wins the match... It's still so much fun to watch both of them go. Okay, okay. And you have how many more weeks of this? Three more weeks? Almost? Yeah, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Like, you are five days in and... No, 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 no man, five. Three weeks of Omba. 
three weeks. Only two weeks. Oh, the Minions on the ninth. The Minions on the ninth, right? Yes. Oh. Two weeks of this, but it's just still so brutal to watch these Japanese tournaments. Jesus yep. Christ. The thing is that the this tournament in its whole is so stacked between the competitors that even Taguchi versus Dragon Lee is entertaining. All right. So, what's your pick from 205 Live? No, um, <laughs> I won't go to 205 Live just yet. I will pick something from Revolution X Ooh, that's last fair. Sunday. That's fair. Because I have to. You have absolutely have to pick this. You have to watch it. It might come out if it gets 450 likes. It's pushing it. It's, it's pushing, pushing it. 450 it's pushing likes it. on the PWR Facebook page. Zayden Trudeau versus Jake DeLeon. Oh, my God. Match of the night. Barn burner. Barn burner. Insane. Two of the best wrestlers in the Philippines. You know... Tearing it down, showing why we are a product to watch. Why you know not just PWR, every, but the Philippine Philippine scene wrestling scene is something, something to, to keep your eyes on. And you know, either of these men, I wouldn't be surprised if this time next year they'd be somewhere in Japan, Australia, Hong Kong, China, and you know, middle of China, middle of China, Oriental of China, <laughs> if you will. Sorry, the amount of the amount of Chinese promotion. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. I, I expect these two guys to be. Uh, abroad Oh maybe in rep- Canada rep- Yeah maybe in Canada maybe as well Canada. Representing the Philippine Wrestling scene By the end of next year Not anything more That's good Yeah Those are lofty goals For those two men Right 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 So that's it for this week's Episode 2, two Episode 2 Episode 1B Of the SGP Podcast <laughs> Um, thank you all for listening for for listening to Doubleheader if you're at this point social media social media social media for, uh, it's at you underscore Stancy that's Stan yes you can talk to us at the SGP podcast for our individual accounts at Caveman Canvas at, at Roizwar and uh, that's pretty much it that's it follow us We're on Facebook Facebook Twitter Instagram Instagram if you want. yeah we don't we'll have see Instagram you. We'll see you at... We'll see you this Sunday, once again. You beat yes. the man, MWF2. Thank you to the boys and girls of PWR and MWF because you are really bringing it right now. And for that... We bid th- you adieu. Thank you. Peace. Goodbye. The thing goes... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.